welcome to the Boss Boss Scottish Football Podcast. Yes, I'm back, uh, hosting again, and also back as two legends. <laughs> I'm speaking at the moment. Hello, Ryan. <laughs> Hello, Kemp. Um, yes, delighted to be back. Uh, now known as a legend on the Boss Boss Podcast. Callum, you're also there. Yes, I am. Uh, Delighted to, to be back on Boss Ball. I've been more a, I've been able to get myself back into the starting eleven here and holding down my place. So I think I've been on the last few, so hoping to keep to keep this run going. I think you're more than the starting eleven. I think you're the first name in the team sheet, if I if I dare say the last couple of weeks. Um Captain. Captain, yes, Captain Leader, legend. <laughs> Callum Scott. Uh yeah, you guys have been in well, all three of us done the last podcast, so um, you're stuck with us again, so we apologise if there's any of the any similar opinions on this edition of the podcast, but there's not very much we can do about it. Um, yeah, where shall we where shall we start off with, guys? Rangers, if you want. Or shall we do? Well, no, I think we probably logic. should start with Rangers. Um, Rangers winning their second Champions League title in a row. <laughs> uh, VP Ross County. <laughs> Uh, Rangers beat Ross County 2-1 you guys get to see the game yeah yeah I watched most of it um, I, I think it wasn't the best of games at all but I think the thing um, that I took away from most of the game was that Ross County are definitely going down yeah I think there was a there was a word used to describe him in our group chat which was dog shit I think <laughs> um it's probably a fair assessment. They're not very good, are they, Callum? No, um, I just, I, I'm no, I don't want to speak too soon because we all know stuff like this can come back and, and haunt us. But I've never been a, a big fan of Owen Coyle, to be honest. Uh, I just, when he got the job, I was thinking, oh, I suppose it's a big name, and I remember what, what when he got it, we still had McCulloch at the time. Um, <laughs> A lot of people saying, "Oh, the own coil would have been a great appointment for Kelly and that." And then I said at the time, "I was like, nah, I just, I've, I've never been a fan of his. I mean, he's kind of almost turned most clubs into kind of basket case. If he's, if he's left Bolton, Blackburn, Houston Dynamo. Now, <laughs> 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 obviously, I don't know much about his, his time in America, but like, it's, I, I just don't know why he keeps getting jobs. Uh, <laughs> and and if he's the, <laughs> If he's to take down Ross County, then surely, surely that has to be the final nail in the coffin for Owen Coyle, which I feel bad because obviously it seems like a good football man, some would say, uh, is uh, most pundits and I don't know, whatever, sports sound or whatever would excuse managerial incompetence for <laughs> being a good football man, um, in which I think Owen Coyle is. Like, he seems like a good guy in that, but I just I don't think he's a very good manager and I think that's evident. Um what's going on just now somebody also put in the Kelly forums last week I don't, I don't really want to go down the rumour route but um, apparently when Gardine got subbed off Gardine was kind of he was shaking his head in that and people overheard him talking to people on the bench and even turned around and spoke to a few of the Kowalnut supporters allegedly um, and kind of passing comment about Owen Coyle saying oh has he been doing your head in all game just because he's constant shouting in that whereas I'm not really getting any any um, End product for his constant talking players through games without actually doing anything really. But well, it's no transpiring onto the pitch. Well, Gardine said this to Kelly fans. 
I know it sounds ridiculous, but that allegedly, I and I don't, I feel, but I, I don't know whether this is a right time to bring stuff like this up. But I just thought it was interesting, it's something I quite believe because I think Gardine was pretty annoyed to be subbed off, and apparently he was, he was like I say, mouthing off about own coils. But th- there we go. I mean, we'll, we'll soon find out when Owen Coyle and Michael Gardine are listening to the podcast and one of them's out of a job next week. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I could, I could be absolute nonsense and I, I probably know the right time to bring up rumours, but I just thought it would be it's something I, 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 can, I can actually believe. I wonder if we'll be receiving an angry letter on the post from a Mr Coyle uh, to, to Busbaugh headquarters. Just uh, tell me send it to me, man. 27 Hurlford Road, if you're listening. <laughs> Uh, one thing that stood out to me in terms of Ross County, Adam McCary, or uh, Scary McCary, as they they, they, they pointed out on sports scene. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, very Jesus indeed. Uh, well, obviously the the kind of the one that sticks out is the the fumble from Candace's shot. Um, no idea what he's doing there, but also. Um, other than the goal, there's a shot right at the start of the match, which he kind of fumbles as well, which I think was almost foretelling uh, or foreshadowing how the how he how he'd perform in that game. Um, wasn't great, was it, Ryan? No, not at all. I think if there was ever a term to describe um, lettuce wrists, um, that would that would be it. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, I think actually just going back to our Christmas special, I think Owen Coyle will be wishing he took up my. Lovely Christmas present to himself, which was a one-way train ticket out of Dingwall. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's a strange one for Owen Coyle. It's if he gets Ross County relegated, as Casey says, you can't really see him getting a a foot in a door anywhere else uh, anytime soon. Um, and the way it's going at the minute, you could actually see him getting sacked before the season's out. Um, and I think. Ross County might be regretting getting rid of um, Mr McIntyre mm. Well there's six points adrift at the moment um, and obviously Thistle have been in pretty decent form of late so I don't know it, it, is, it is worrying times at the moment for, for County but um, we'll, we'll shift the gears and we'll, we'll talk about Rangers um, we did kind of mention the, the Champions League victory uh, patter uh, at the start there, but it is a it is quite a quite a big victory given Rangers have struggled certainly under Marty to break teams down uh, at the bottom end of the table, Carl. T- yeah, but I, I don't think that was why the celebrations were. I thought the celebrations were good. I just I don't think it was anything to do with the significance of the victory. I think it's just people up there, good day out up at Dingwall. Um, and as I alluded to before we come on the podcast, before I was referred to Danny <laughs> Dyer, like the Dingwall, like it's so easy to go into the pitch. Like I remember saying that when we were up there midweek, I was like, "We're scoring, we're running on there." But by that time, we're doing two 0 but we ended up getting back to each. But but uh, it, like you don't, you don't, it's no effort at all to go into the pitch. You can literally step over the the barriers or whatever you would like to call them. Um, you condoning pitch invasions, Casey. Oh well, see what I you know what I like, I, I, I like I like that. Like, I don't care what end this is. Um, I I've seen players celebrate with the, with the fans and I think it's brilliant. Um, 
So no, no, I, I just thought the Rangers fans it was just it was just a bit of a laugh. I don't think it was anything to do with significance of the victory. I think it was just Cummins getting his first goal right over at the fans and I mean how easy it is to go on the pitch. I mean, aye, no, fair play to them. I thought it was quite cool. Especially the, the drummer boy at the back here yeah, running at the pitch <laughs> as well. I think somebody else came on with a cum dog top as well, so and he it to Jason Cummins, I don't know whether he Anybody, took it though. He took it and put it on, maybe. Um, well, maybe he, he, he should have t- taken it and tied his awful Joker tattoo thing he's got in his hand. Um, I'm not sure what's going on there. I know Gamba did want want us to mention that, so um, we've sort of mentioned that. Uh, I think G- Gamba's uh, frustration was to do with who yeah. the Joker was. Yes, to, uh, Jared Leto Joker um, <laughs> from Suicide Squad, which is probably... Uh, well, less about that the better. Um, yeah, Rangers just performance very quickly, Ryan. Uh, it wasn't impressed? the best, but no. um, <laughs> they. I mean, they got the job done. It's the type of game that they would have drawn, I think, under Pedro Cachinha. So, Marty's kind of shown his worth, um, and is kind of proving to be a good enough appointment at the minute um, until the end of the season, anyway. In terms of the penalties. Do we disagree with the ones... That, well, penalty decisions, because it was obviously the first one. Uh, both of them, you'd argue, should have been given, the both handballs. Um, I think it, the... But only, only one was given, the second one was given. I think only one should have been given, but I think it should have been the other way about. Mm. Um, the sports scene seemed to, seemed to think both of them should have been given. Well, I think Michael Stewart actually said both of them should be given. Yes, well, sports scene is wrong. So, um, no, I, th- I think it was Thompson that said both of them. Was it Thompson? Said, uh, I think Stewart said the first one wasn't, wasn't a penalty. Uh, the first one's more of a penalty um, for me just because of the movement um, of his arm. He has enough time to bring his hands out of the way, but he kind of pushes his arms towards it. Uh, and the second one, I don't think Russell Martin has any time at all to do anything about where his arms are the ball's just blasted at him from like millimetres away that's not a penalty but I definitely think the first one was Um, Um, and I kind of think it does kind of change the game when because it was only 1-0 when the first one wasn't given wasn't it so um, if it gets given then uh, county B level kind of changes the the aspect of the game for the remaining 10 minutes it's just to come in in regards to penalties, uh, handball penalties in particular. Well, absolutely handball penalties. Um, I think that I've said that I'm sick of actually reiterating this point, but I think that <laughs> they they have to change the rules. It's just absolute nonsense. That there's never a deliberate handball ever for me, um, unless it's on the line or whatever. I mean, I think I think the amount of penalties that I've been given for say fullbacks. You know, try to stop a cross coming into the box and turning their body, and the ball's hitting their hand and they're a penalty, which it is. But they're saying it's due to deliberate handball. Nobody, deli- why would a fullback ever deliberately handball it when he knows that there's players behind them that could clear it? You know what I mean? What I'm saying is, I think they should change it, and penalties should be if your hands in an unnatural position and it's stopping the flight of the ball. Like simple as that. Uh, I I genuinely don't think that any handball, particularly the Bates and Martin one, any of them are deliberate. It's just their hands are well Martin won there's only two or three yards in it or whatever I think it's quite harsh despite his hands being in an unnatural position and that goes for Bates as well like um, I, I don't think either of them are deliberate handballs and I think they need to 
they need to make some real changes there considering they're changing everything else in the game ok um, we will move on from that and talk about Aberdeen and Kilmarnock you guys obviously know these teams very well um, neither of you were at the game though <laughs> no. part time supporters yes this is a Sofa Supporters Football Club right here mm. <laughs> um, yeah I was suffering from a, a bad hangover so decided against the, the three hour round trip um, thought I'd protect my um, myself and not <laughs> lo- <laughs> lose my driving <laughs> licence yeah Cal what's your excuse my excuse well my excuse says it's the first game I've missed since Steve Clark has been appointed oh. commander manager, um, in which I, I was disappointed to to kind of miss the game. I was I was still fifty fifty going. Um, one of my friends uh, who doesn't listen to the podcast anyway, so there's no point. I was going to say I would name him, but one of my mates told me he said he was going to drive, um, and just I knew he wouldn't, so. <laughs> he never drove to the game, so like, uh, the, like the, I would have went up if somebody drove. Like, I didn't want to go in the train or supporters bus when, because I was trying to stay stay sober, uh, like a bit of a health kick here. So uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to avoid the uh, avoid the usual carnage that that kind of coincides with when away day, particularly to places like Aberdeen. So now nah, that's my reason. But fortunately, um, the pub, one of the pubs in Kamarnock, was actually showing the game. Uh, so. So we were, I was well. Don't know whether fortunate was the right word considering the the result, but I was able to still watch every every single second of it. Do you like to? Yeah, maybe don't mention what pub. Yeah, it was. I was about to say. No, I, I, of course too. I will not. Of course I will not mention <laughs> what pub it was. I'm not that silly. Although I have to uh, say, I was yeah, I was gutted I didn't go up. I missed two goals of the season, um, and of course uh, Chris Boyd scoring against Aberdeen, which fans get very angry at. It's always quite funny. Um, with his arse yes yes as we celebration was brilliant as well which we found out in what that was in Gaelic later on at 6 o'clock um, the lovely BBC album what is it in Gaelic yeah I'm not, I have no idea um, but <laughs> it's just a serious <laughs> idea it's just a, <laughs> well no well we found out but then I've completely forgotten so um, oh of course uh, uh, yeah talk, well, I think that is the main takeaway from this game is the goals uh, Scott McKenna in particular this will be goal of the season surely I couldn't believe uh, Michael Stewart saying this wasn't goal of the season and that Niall McGinn's shot was fair <laughs> I was like what? No, I, I, that was Thompson I think it was Thompson that said that no ah, it was it was Thompson no it was Michael Stewart wasn't it nah it was, it was Thompson I Thompson was short term about... memory loss uh, coming in handy there again right alright oh, ok first you can't remember what uh, arse is in Gaelic and now you don't know the difference between Michael Stewart and Stephen Thompson oh excuse my Gaelic and sight <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh, well I think McGinn does deserve a lot of credit for his goal no um, <laughs> no ok what? ok no. why not this has got to be the ultra <laughs> criticism uh, sinister opposition supporters coming in here for both goals brilliant strikes uh, which both of them were uh, McKenna's goal uh, Rory McKenzie just letting him take line up his shot not even charging towards the ball gain somebody that amount of space in your own half is unforgivable regardless how good a strike it was which it 
what I say I'll say it was and I'm still no happy that my keeper's been beaten for for that range despite how good a strike it was um, obviously it's good when it's for you but I still think that keepers shouldn't be getting beat for that distance regardless um, and somebody should have shut down the ball beforehand now I'm against goal I don't even know where to start with the comedy of errors um, it was kind of reminiscent to the start of the season um, Gary Ricker I'd, I was going to use a, a bad word there something around with the ball um, fair corner and loses possession goes back and then you're thinking right well somebody just take it again then because we're, we're caught like, I think Aberdeen had a man up at that point uh, going forward with it just take him out take the booking take the booking stand off him stand off him McGinn gets to an angle and the only place he can ever shoot is across the keeper and he still beats him uh, I, I, it was very frustrating to watch and probably MD who happened to be in the pub next to me was probably annoyed at my how angry I was at that goal uh, I, I thought it was absolutely shocking and we should have never ever conceded a goal uh, in that manner Right, you, can you come in here and balance things up a wee bit? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think for as much as um, Kelly Cal doesn't like the fact that two unbelievable goals were scored against his <laughs> Kelly, I mean, regardless of the defender in both, I mean, McKenna and McGinn both have so much to do, regardless of uh, bad defending or not. Um, and I think even the, who is it that McGinn skips by when he tries to put in a tackle? Oh, I don't know because I don't know should foul him and yeah. doesn't. I mean, I, it's just the fact that McGinn ran from his own half, beat a player, and then managed to put the ball past um, McDonald. And then, of course, McKenna's is just like kind of speaks for itself, really. If you've not seen it, um, please do see it. Uh, the swerve and absolute. I think the best way of word I've seen to describe it is thunder bastard. Um, that. Jeez. <laughs> It was. Is that how Willie Miller described it on Sports? No, I think he just described it um, shouting um, without any coherent sentence or words. Um, <laughs> can, can you do the impression that you've done before the podcast um, of Willie Miller shouting? Went something a bit like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, I've never heard Willie Miller be so excited about a goal. So if Willie Miller's getting off his seat. Um, for a goal you know it's um, going to be a bit special and uh, that it certainly was and I think McKenna's added a good 300,000 to his price tag um, with that as well What changed in terms of the second half for Aberdeen? Ryan? Um, they got absolutely bollocking at half time <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, They did switch a few things about um, McGinn played more through the centre um, McLean went a bit further out wide um, it was just a few things, and I think it's they need, just needed a good start. Um, I mean, they got, obviously got the goal from the corner, uh, and Aberdeen are a team that rely purely on confidence. Um, and if you give Aberdeen sort of let them into their stride, then they're going to end up sort of running away with the game. Well, they didn't run away with it, but they're going to get chances, create chances, become a bit more fluent. Um, if you're not getting in Aberdeen's faces, um, and I think Kelly just did kind of set off a wee bit the second half they'll be disappointed at that um, the main reason for that was though and I think the the biggest variable missing from the second half was Alan Power getting off injured at half time uh, since he's come into the team he's been arguably the best player well obviously Malumba's quality but I mean Power 
it was evident how like we just totally lost like how we were trying to approach the game when when he went off. I thought the substitution was strange as well. Obviously, he went off injured, but Lee Irwin come on for him, and um, they put McKenzie back into midfield. Whereas I'm no one, I'm not questioning Clark, but me personally, been in that position. I would have uh, brought in Finlay for power and put Greg Taylor into midfield and put Finlay at left back uh, because Erwin didn't give us anything I don't think uh, in that second half and the midfield just became powder puff whereas beforehand it was really aggressive and, and they were winning the ball in good areas of the pitch and driving forward with it whereas when Alan Power went off that, that just totally evaporated uh, for us because I think on the whole despite obviously Aberdeen thoroughly deserved to win the game and said that excellent strike for, for McKenna I, th- I thought Kamal actually played okay they, they weren't as bad as maybe the scoreline suggests at times they missed a few chances uh, even at 1-0 and then O'Donnell eh, well Malumbu missed a good chance to bring it back to 2-H and Stephen O'Donnell missed a good chance to bring it back to 3-2 obviously I think the, the latter there would have been it would have been too late on to, to change anything but um, but we still created chances which was a positive but it was just uh, disappointing it was all three of the goals in the manner in which we did. Yep. Um, St Johnston and Partick Thistle. Partick Thistle beating St Johnston 3-1 at McDermott. First away win of the season for Partick Thistle. Since, right. since March, I think. Um, it's quite unbelievable, to be honest. Is it, is it really that long? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, it's quite unbelievable. Um, and it's a wonder um, how they're not rock bottom of the league with a waveform like that to be honest um, but then they seemed well worthy of their victory um, all credit to them it looked like they've uh, stuck to their I mean credit to Partick Thistle they stick to playing football um, mm. Yeah. even when they went 1-0 up against Celtic um, midweek they were was that midweek? yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, they were still pushing men forward um, and all that and they got the rewards uh, for a good footballing performance, shall we say, on Saturday against what is a shocking St Johnston this season. I don't think there's any any beating around the bush there. And I think Tommy Wright's comments, how he didn't he couldn't face his players after the game before even doing the media, um, kind of tells its own story. Well, I think he's kind of he did really he was quite harsh on his players, and I think he even uh, mentioned that he'd be. Um, replacing a few of them uh, for the next game anyway um, in Scottish Cup so definitely not happy with the players but yeah as you say in regards to Thistle very unlucky midweek against Celtic uh, certainly gave Brendan Rodgers side a bit of a scare um, and I think they've I think it's fair to say they've turned a corner um, somewhat uh, even just since Christmas I know the same or, or similar happened last year uh, in terms of Obviously, the famous uh, start that they were bottom at Christmas or or bottom of New Year. It was it was one of the two, but bottom at the end of the year. Uh, Christmas was it Christmas? I, mm-hmm. um, but obviously went on to to get to the top six. Um, so yeah, um, th- this was a a great win for them. Tommy Wright also not happy about the disallowed Wotherspoon goal. Did you get to see this, Kelly? Kill. Yeah, I did. Um... An absolute baffling decision. Um, <laughs> I just uh, there's absolutely no explanation for it whatsoever. Not been given. Um, 
But at the end of the day, I'd, I would rather not dwell on that. Even though, it, of course, it could have changed the game. I don't. I don't. Would that have made it one each? Or would they made one note to Johnson? One each. Can't equate uh, one each. Um, so obviously, it was got to have a massive effect in the game. But I think that on the, on the whole, Partick are so. And just to kind of reiterate what, what Ryan was saying about the, the style of football that they continually play. Um, for they've for they've come up. Um, so I've always had a kind of soft spot for them. They always try to play football. It can be seen with the first goal. I think the first goal is brilliant. Uh, particularly my own story. The th- <laughs> the touch that he takes on the defender, class. Nice wee cut back and great finish for Lewis. And the, the other two goals are, are decent as well. Particularly third one is a kind of solo effort yeah. for Ryan Edwards. But um, but in the whole as well, it's good to see Connor Salmon scoring goals. I think that's four goals, uh, four games in a row he scored. Um, and you, you kind of find that with, with Salmon. If, uh, I mean, it shouldn't take long to go over his career goals. Um, <laughs> I think he scored the vast majority of them at one six-month spell at Kilmarnock. Um, but you can see patterns in his goal scoring. He always seems to score in phases. So I don't think I, I think that a big factor of part of this was good form is obviously down to Connor Salmon's goal scoring exploits. And I hope that he keeps it up because he's a player that I've, I obviously like and as a as a special place in my heart. Um, so no, good to see that. And like I say Thistle thoroughly deserved the three points despite the the bizarrely disallowed goal for St Johnson. I think on the yeah, on the oh, on, sorry on you go right on the bizarre goal. I just wanted to say I'm not sure it was worse um, disallowing the goal or sports scenes media um, graphic oh, uh, magnifying glass <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> Magnified the boots to mere pixels. Um, I'm not <laughs> I, I was just about to say that as well. Absolutely Because <laughs> like, I was like, all oh, right, right, maybe we'll be able to see uh, yeah, what yeah. was going on. And it Made was just it worse. Like, what? They're like, oh, you can you can clearly see there he's tripped up himself. I'm like, well, you can clearly see that he's tripped up himself. Just absolutely horrible, horrible. It was. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we have actually discussed the famous sports scene magnifying glass that if anything uh, doesn't magnify uh, at all I think it, uh, what it's meant to be it, it got worse later on but I'll discuss that when it comes to it okay I see um, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I, I think th- Thistle uh, excellent again Salmon as you, as you mentioned KC was was superb. Uh, took his goal really well. Also had a bit to play in the the last goal Third as well. Goal, yep. Yep. Uh, I thought Ryan Edwards. Uh, he actually showed a lot of composure. Um, oh, definitely. He, yeah, all, he, has, he runs almost seventy yards. Like that's 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 a lot of time to think about it, and that's what you always say about um, yeah. players at that level. If they have too much time to think about it, then a lot of time they'll actually miss it. But he was you know really composed and made no mistake. Took a leaf out of Niall McGinn's book, I think, didn't he, Casey? Yeah, well, I was going to say then, what was the difference in the two goals there with Niall McGinn and Ryan Edwards? Both uh, clear runs at goal, and uh, the only place you could have... Well, nah, I'm not kidding on Ryan Edwards. Ryan Edwards' goal was better than Niall McGinn's. Shoot. Nah, I'm only joking, obviously. But, I mean, a very good goal for Ryan Edwards, and just to, the the um, the composure, as you touched upon, Lewis, was... <laughs> classy just to slide it past the keeper and absolutely effortless um, very good finish yep uh, moving on to Hearts and Mother oh, yes it's over guys it's actually over it's good to see that natural order has been restored uh, 830 and, uh, minutes 
Yeah, I mean, done. fair play to Hearts. Um, their fans can now sort of take a step back and return to their normal day jobs um, after <laughs> <laughs> after becoming sort of full-time Twitter merchants um, over this clean sheet run, I think. And uh, also searching their manager's name into the shop <laughs> in order to, to pick random fights with people <laughs> whom they don't know, uh, as, which happened to me last week with... Uh, Obviously, a Hearts fan searching Craig Levine on Twitter and happened to come across my tweet. So, um, <clears throat> but no, as I say, it's great to see that uh, the natural order has been restored at Tyne Castle. I don't know what the Hearts fans mean to you, Kelly Cal. No, it was actually all in good nature, which was good because I usually kind of hate getting into Twitter spats with people you don't know because things can can go south pretty. <laughs> pretty quick but it was all good nature it was just people like quoting it saying tears or whatever or, <laughs> I don't know like, and my tweet was Craig Levine killing, uh, killing Scottish football since 2009 <laughs> which was of course when he became Scotland manager I think there was something so beautifully poetic about the sort of 95th minute goal that was just oh, yes. just over the line after the the <laughs> antics of the Edinburgh derby a few weeks ago yes Something that doesn't get picked up a wee bit about that goal. The defending is like horrendous, absolutely horrendous for it. Yes. Um, In terms of hearts. I know, they just kind of chucked out the window everything that got them their 800 and what did you say it was? Odd minutes of. 830 minutes. 830 minutes of not conceding. They just kind of abandoned that. Looked like they wanted to concede, to, to be honest. Um, and then for it to inch over the line. Um, and then this is where I was going to pick up on sports improving its absolute useless worth again um, from the <laughs> behind the goal angle where they, they moved the camera up several inches. Um, not sure if you remember that. Um, it doesn't clear up if it's over the line at all or not. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure if uh, Motherwell deserved their point or not. Um, going on the balance of the highlights, I mean, Hearts definitely should have had the penalty. I'm not sure how Willie Colm uh, didn't give that and claimed that the player got the ball. Uh, so I, I, I can uh, understand why Craig Levine was a bit aggrieved about that one. Will they feel a bit hard done by, obviously, the will in terms of the penalty, but just in terms of the actual match itself and the chances they had, Cal? Yeah, because um, <clears throat> funny that Ryan bring up the, about how... He didn't know whether Motherwell were worthy of their point. That makes it even more baffling Stephen Robinson's post-match yeah, I thought that um, as well. reaction. <laughs> Aye, because I, I remember listening to... He's listing off all the chances they had. Yeah. I was like, have they, have they cut this uh, interview from another match? I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> because I was just thinking... But no, no, no. But obviously, <laughs> no. I know there's only so much you can see and we've already been critical of sports scene. There's only so much you can see in such a short space of time but certainly going with the stats and and let's say the, the, the clear cut chances that Hearts had and the Stonewall penalty that they could have had I don't see how Motherwell could have possibly been disappointed not to get all three points <laughs> Are we done with Hearts? And Motherwell? Yes Never want to speak about the mother again I think that was the part of last week was it that? Yes, nah, I'm only joking. Nah, uh, nah, I, 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 I don't know if there's much more that can be said about mm. the game at Tynecastle. Full of jokes tonight, aren't you, Casey? <laughs> <laughs> jokes, man. I don't know. 
Yes, I think we were done with Hearts and Motherwell. For all the chances that it was, it still seemed like it was a very typical Hearts Motherwell kind of game. <laughs> uh, Hamilton Dundee, Dundee beating Hamilton two one with a ninety eighth minute goal. Yeah, which cost me uh, three uh, points in the predictions. Lovely. Well, there was a lot of late goals actually, um, <laughs> certainly in the top flight, and it cost us a few points. Um, I think Johnny, Johnny not always like seven or eight points this week just due to uh, goals after seventy five minutes. Or, I, or uh, no, that was me. I lost eight. I was had two no. Oh my! I had goodness. two no Rangers, one nil Hearts, and one one Dundee Hamilton. Um, <laughs> so. I also had one one each in this game, um. So I, I was not happy when uh, AJ Leach Smith, uh, guided <laughs> an effort into the corner in the ninety eighth minute, ninety five minutes between the first and the last goals. <gasps> so there you go. I, I don't know what that that stat even means. We just it's impressive probably. Um. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Mark O'Hara, your friend, Carl. Awful not- own goal. Yeah, it's uh, just clear up no friend of I've never met him no. personally. Um although he did stay in my hotel whilst we were in Magloff and I was pretty certain it was Mark O'Hara and I later found out that it was. Uh, but no no friend. Uh, despite a brief brief encounter in Magloff twenty fifteen. But um no, I uh, I mean O'Hara's had a <laughs> had a very good season but obviously that's one thing you'll you'll hope to forget the own goal, it's just kind of baffling, but I suppose sometimes it can happen. But I'm pretty sure he'll kick on. I think he's a very, very good player, and uh, it's just a, a minor blip in uh, the long career of Mark O'Hara. Certainly won't be able to take any comfort in his friend Kelly Cal, will he? No, no, <laughs> as I say, I don't know where the friend uh, connection comes from. <laughs> uh, well, I'm pretty certain that you'll, if you weren't friends beforehand, then you never will be friends in the future. <laughs> now after those comments, but um, why? What? I, I, what was all my comments? I've just spoken up. I think he's a brilliant. I'm player. just saying how he's not your friend, though. <laughs> no, but I never will be your friend. You thought I knew him, or something? Hmm. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, awful OG, and uh, I don't know what he's doing. I know I don't know what he's doing. Um. Scondras is back, right? Oh, well, I was just happy he was on the losing side. Um, yeah, it's quite a quiet day for Scondras, so. Yeah, I don't know, it, didn't, it hasn't <laughs> seemed like eight games since he sort of <laughs> decided he wanted to take part in a Royal, <laughs> a Royal Rumble. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was actually quite surprised to see him back in the Hamilton team. I didn't realise it had been that many games that uh, had passed since his last. Um, Outing onto a football pitch, which was rather more eventful than this time round. Maybe, maybe it was just, what? Maybe it was just told to keep his head down and not do anything. What is he doing? In AJ Light Smith's goal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. what is he actually doing? Uh, I'm just. I mean, I know, <laughs> and I don't want to keep just kind of continuing on for the sport, the sports scene talking points. But it's one of the only things that they've ever highlighted. Probably. Added to the program, uh, <laughs> I just thought, why is he actually doing like that? AJ Smith is go, but is he's comfortable in the middle of the box where all the action's happening, and you just see him gradually come out to the right hand side. Uh, well, obviously his left hand side. Um, like 
where the ball was like <laughs> 30 seconds beforehand the ball's already been moved in play and Scondrass is just moving further and further along the box for no apparent reason well he's just trying to stay out of trouble isn't he yeah right. oh well he must have yeah I mean he, he can't be trusted particularly in such a confined space with other people Eh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I think, well, Cannon said after the game that everything that could go wrong went wrong for Aki's. Uh, I think he's probably referring to the fact that Templeton was sent off. And he was quite, he's quite harsh on Templeton, actually. Um, kind of typical strikers, uh, well, attacking players, uh, tackles. Certainly, certainly the second one was really, really poor. Uh, Danny McKinnon went off injured as well, and they were down to nine men, and that's... Well, partly why he conceded the the goal, but as as Casey pointed out, I think some def- uh, proper defending wouldn't have gone wouldn't have gone amiss as well, um, especially in uh, in terms of Scondras. But um, yeah, do you, in terms of tempo, and he has been a very important player for Aki's, but didn't cover himself in any glory here, did he, Ryan? Uh, no, I, I was actually quite surprised to hear Martin Canning kind of slam him <laughs> as much as he did. Um, usually Martin Canning is quite uh, unemotional and robotic in his post-match interviews, but um, he seemed uh, rather emotional um, about that incident, um, quite angry. Uh, Human-like. <laughs> 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 Yes, uh, you, you could say he resembled more of a human than normal. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, Templeton's kind of stepped into uh, Crawford's role this season, uh, sort of providing that creative spark for Hamilton. Um, and I think if you get if he goes off, um, well then you're down to ten men. You're out with without your creative spark as well. Um, I don't know. It, it it always just seemed like a matter of time uh, that. Dundee would score um, when I seen that come through um, when I was watching the scores come in on Saturday I don't know I, I just never got the feeling that Hamilton were going to come away with anything from that game uh, yeah just on Templeton as well <clears throat> just uh, despite his stupidity and getting sent off um, excellent free kick he was very unfortunate not to to have Aki's up to now at that point um, the free kick he hits that hits the post it's a Brilliant strike and <clears throat> just uh, illustrates the quality that he's got running through him because I think he's a terrific player um, and I just think he, well, he obviously just lost concentration because the bookings were basically directly after each other, weren't they? Um, and he just, like I said, just a bit of stupidity but he still showed the, the quality in which he, he can bring to that Hamilton side and like I said, and just uh, how good a player he is because I've always been a big fan of Templeton but Aki's will be desperate for him to come back because they'll certainly miss him and uh, uh, their next game it's only about one game suspension won't it there is yes no. I think, I think uh, because it's only uh, if you get a straight red it's three or something isn't it? Yeah. or, well, or if it's or five if you're scoring grass it's, it's 20 eight, eight. <laughs> 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 but aye uh, uh, but see, on this contrast thing, I don't, that just doesn't seem right that it's eight games ago for that happened. Yeah, that's what I was meaning. Yeah. I think they, they should maybe have an inquiry into that. <laughs> He's returned <laughs> early. Potentially. Hmm. And maybe everything that went wrong did go wrong for Hamilton and they'll maybe Scondrass come back too early as well. So. <laughs> 
the final game that we haven't touched on Celtic defeating Hibs 1-0 um, a game that I couldn't attend so I, I'm the part time supporter in this instance here um, due to work I couldn't attend this one but for what team? by the sounds of oh Hibs of course yeah. um, <laughs> by the sounds of things not a vintage performance from Celtic um, Hibs certainly I think came into it a wee bit in the second half but still not a lot of clear cut chances apart from Brandon Barker had quite a good chance in the first half but that was our only real clear cut chance uh, in the game Celtic uh, got a goal through Griffiths um, a, a, a quite a, arguably quite a lucky goal um, it's a decent enough ball in from Tierney Hanlon um, I've no idea what the fuck he's doing um, but basically just tees it off for Griffiths and to be fair it is a really good finish from Griffiths because it's just it's, it's natural it's, it's just a reaction um, he doesn't yeah. have a lot of time to think about it and he, uh, he he pokes it home but Celtic seemed to struggle a wee bit when he went off and uh, Dembele came on is and obviously I mean I think the big the big um, news coming out of this game is the fact that Gordon Craig Gordon will be injured for a few months now so there's a lot of talk that Celtic will get in will need to get in another goalkeeper especially as in the moment I think the only goalkeeper they would have if Gordon's out for a few months would be Doris De Vries they've not even got um, even Hazard who's the who has been the kind of youth keeper that they always have on the books he's out on loan to Falkirk now so um, certainly will need a replacement even if De Vries comes in as a number one they do they still need a backup so um, I think that'll be forthcoming but yeah guys what are your thoughts on this one Hibs are lucky. I don't know I think Hibs are just kind of becoming croppers of their own uh, they're not taking their chances anyway that, and I think they highlight it on sports scene as well Um they didn't. They had a couple, I think, but then I don't know. I think Celtic just done enough. Um, kind of knew they only needed to score one goal to get the result. Um, the big talking point I think is uh, Scott Sinclair's miss. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it'll go I'm down sure as miss of the season. <laughs> yeah. I have seen a few bad misses, but yeah, that that one is that one is certainly up there. Um, Marciano he, he seemed to kind of spill Griffiths' free kick although it was a decent free kick and it was just yeah, just laid off the Sinclair and he, I don't know what he's doing but um, almost sums up his season for Celtic this year um, Casey your thoughts on this one? What the Sinclair miss or the game in general? Well just, just anything <laughs> your thoughts Your friend um, Scott Sinclair Oh yes mate <laughs> My good friend Scott Sinclair, uh, uh, Maglift twenty sixteen was where I encountered him. So. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> I'm a joke. But uh, I, I, not a lot to really add in the game. To be honest, um, pr- pretty disappointing. Didn't live up to expectation. Obviously, two two good sides. Um, obviously, I think. But it certainly didn't live up to the the, the other ties in the league. Um, yeah, yeah, two yeah, each, both to each. Yeah. Um, so no, no much to add. I, I, I don't think that Hibs will be particularly disappointed either. Um, they obviously went and they held their own, but without really much excitement. Uh, obviously, a few few good chances, but nothing more to add. I think Hibs desperately need a striker, particularly now that Anthony Stokes is um, meant to be on his his way out. Um, 
I just I, I thought they were weak in that area anyway this season to be honest. They've got a lot of really good flair players, but I don't think they've got a kind of proper out and out striker. I d I don't think Simon Murray's answer to their goal scoring problems despite the the kind of start he had to the season. So I think that Lennon will be trying his best to get a a striker in before the, the deadline uh, next week. Uh, because I think Hibs would certainly certainly benefit for <coughs> having a, a goal scorer up there because I think that's uh, uh, that's where the, the theme all season has been they've keep missing chances. I mean <coughs> Barker's yet to score, which is unbelievable considering how good a signing he's been and how often he gets in behind and causes team problems, but he's not scored a goal if he's signed with Hibs. Um so no, I think they definitely need a striker. I think had they had a good striker, um, they could have maybe got something out of the game. But it's been strange because yeah. I mean they've struggled to score yeah. goals, but but they've scored um, six goals against Celtic this season. Um, yes, uh, and they signed um, the Australian guy Jamie McLaren from Darmstadt. Was it on loan? Um, I just, so I, just, I found it a bit strange he wasn't starting up front uh, and they kind of put Ollie Shaw, the young guy, up there on, on his own. Yeah, I think when you're... As much as I think he Shaw has maybe surprised a few people this season and certainly scored a few important goals, I don't think he's the, the answer. Certainly in the short term for, for Hibs. Um, and I, I'd probably go along with what you guys say in terms of they do need a, an out-and-out striker. But Lennon seems, doesn't seem very enthused about the about the transfer window. <laughs> Certainly going by a lot of his uh, media comments of late. So I'm not sure how that will end up panning out. But anyway, I win for Celtic. Uh, and that keeps them top of the table, not surprisingly. Uh, see you on transfers or Kemp sorry yes, there, just to, to come in um, is there any rumours about who Celtic are interested I know obviously it only happened yesterday but has there been any names floating about in regards to goalkeeper because it's obviously something that has to be done uh, well there's only there's only talk around the, the forum so uh, take that with a pinch of salt but Certainly, there's been names floating about. Uh, Danny Ward is one that got floated about, obviously, at Liverpool now, formerly of Aberdeen. There's talk mm. about maybe a loan move for, for him. Um, there was talk even of bringing Arthur Boric back. Uh, I'm not sure how. Um, I think that's more wishful thinking, but certainly Ward would be one that makes sense. But, I mean, you hear these ones all the time that, that make sense on paper, but it never happens. So, um, no, I don't think there's been anything that's really been talked about. I think in terms of transfers for Celtic, um, Musonda at Chelsea seems to be the one that, that's, that probably by the time this podcast is out um, might be might be finalised, but certainly has been rumoured at the moment. Um, yeah, with that we will move to the Championship. Before you do, the, can I, can I oh. just jump in? Um, done a bit of research while we're speaking about Celtic. Uh, so Scondras was banned for five games. Um but it appears he's only served four. Oh. Um, so oh. I'm, not, I'm not sure if Hamilton have fielded an, an eligible player, um, adding to the Scondras um, debacle. Uh, but he was sent off in the Mythology. Ross. Uh, he was sent off in the Ross County game, and they've played Partick, Motherwell, Motherwell again, and Hearts since, and then that's only four games, despite being banned for five. 
so wh- wh- where did we get the eight games from then? Because I thought it was. It was it, to be fair, I think it was rumored that he was gonna get. Um, he was gonna get suspended for eight games, but it must not. Well, obviously it wasn't that. So yeah, apologies for for, for getting our facts mixed up, but we did correct it before the end of the podcast. So appears he couldn't even serve that though. So um, <laughs> but uh, well, that's, it, that's it that as well. He got bail. So there you go. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> Moving on. Championship. Dundee United. Nil. Morton three. Oh. United fans have been an absolute meltdown after this. This game. Including no including our very own Tom McKinnon. Who including your flatmate Tom McKinnon. He's been crying uh, anytime I've seen him yeah. the past weekend. <laughs> yeah, I think his uh, heartfelt message in the group chat about how no, n- no. <laughs> Tear stained rant in the group chat. Yeah, nobody cares at this club and how former Dundee United uh, teams have had great players who love the club. And it um, kind of tells its own story about where he thinks this Dundee United team is at the minute. Mm. Yeah, well, at the moment they're they're eleven points uh, behind St Mirren. Mm. St Mirren, of course, they they won on Friday. They beat the firm one two one. Uh, that 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 game after that uh, I did watch that game and it struck me as something I don't know it just struck me as a real definitive game for St Mirren and in mm. terms of the title as a real turning point not turning point but you know what I mean one of those ones that I look back on I think that this was a this was a huge win and 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 our march to the title I I think it's there still is now well I I think that interesting bring that up Kemp because totally agree and I think you'll find that that even I know obviously every manager and player's got to come out with the cliche or oh, we took it game by game but I think you can even see with the reaction at the end if, I don't know if you've seen the video very good video if it's on Twitter page of the, all the players and uh, Jack Ross going over at the end to, to great supporters the noise is brilliant and even that had the feeling kind of like mm-hmm. aye like we're got to go up kind of thing um, like you could see that like the kind of body language of the, of the players and Jack Ross himself to, to go their way to God. I know it's not uncommon for teams to obviously go over and greet their, their away support after after a good victory but I think you could see that, that it was definitely a kind of statement intent and it was a significant game um, in regards to their <coughs> their hunt for the title because at 100% Totally agree with you that it's their title to lose now. I'd be very, very surprised if someone don't uh, come up automatically this season. There was also the video of the um, board members going about Twitter who were in the who were in the box um, right next to the dugout, and uh, I think you might have seen one on, on TV, but certainly there was a video of uh, them all sing, singing uh, St Marin songs. Uh, huddled round the table, all the directors of the club, um, and and yeah, I think the the mood of the club at the moment, um, certainly, points to them feeling that this is this is their time. Whereas I think that's probably why so many United fans are disappointed about the Morton result. Obviously, it's not a good result, um, but I think it's probably been compounded by the fact that the Mirren are now eleven points ahead, and they got <laughs> such a vital victory against the Firm on the Friday. Well, basically, Dundee United need to win four games and St Mirren lose four um, just to even get back ahead. Um, I just can't see that happening um, with the form that both teams are in at the minute. Uh, yeah, is there anything else we want to add in the, kind of, the title hunt at the moment? I just, uh, like this, talking of the significance, I mean, 
I know, just seen that photo. I don't know if you have seen it. Uh, Tanadice. Um, <laughs> we have it 10 minutes to go. And the plight of this club has cost something. I know, it's just... No, I, I, feel, I feel for the United supporters. Um, and it's, it isn't good to see a, a, cl- a club as big as that. You know, obviously I'm not struggling in the Championship. I'm still sitting second. But just the way things are going. Because it seemed to be a, an upturn when Shabalaz will come in. But now it's just kind of... It's clear to see now that it's obviously not a kind of managerial problem here. It's yeah. obviously the clubs are the problems are deep rooted within the club. Um, kind of similar situation to what what ourselves were in uh, for a while there. Uh, despite my my hatred for Lock, uh, and I, well, not so much Alan Johnson, but end of the day, it didn't really matter who the manager was. And I think that, that that's kind of starting to appear at the D United. It just the the problems at the club are, are deep rooted and I <coughs> sincerely hope that they they can sort it out or, or get some, some new new owners in there. Uh it's gonna give the place a bit of a buzz again. I think this was a big season for Dundee United as well. Um I'm not too sure how much they can afford to stay in the championship for another season. Um especially with all the sort of financial difficulties that are going on as well. Um yeah. You, uh, they're still on course though obviously for the playoffs but it's just I can't I mean, even the amount of games you have to play I know I, I just I, I can't see it personally I mean who they're likely to face in the Premiership I mean obviously it could be any number of four or five teams including ourselves we could still end up in that position and I don't know yeah United's best hope is if Ross County get straight down in Hamilton again and I know we always write off Hamilton but I think obviously you know losing Doherty and that and I think that's their only hope of coming up. If they can even get through the playoffs, because obviously they'll still get, uh, they'll have a game to play before they they get into the final anyway. So I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking the same. I, at the minute, the way they're playing, I can't see them coming up um, through the playoffs. I can't even see them beating the championship team first and foremost. Um, oh, but I mean, if if they can't beat three 0 by Morton at home. Um, uh, Hibs get beat 3-0 by Morton at home last season Yeah, I mean it was a bit of a freak result But <laughs> Dund- Dund- United's form hasn't been great um, And they've got a few tough games coming up as well I think they're away three games on the bounce Including away at Pataudry. Um So it-, it could get a bit ugly quite quickly for Dundee United And they could end up finishing not even second place um, but I think my point was I'm not sure how much Dundee United can afford another season in the Championship um, it could get a bit ugly at Tanadice if they're there again next season yeah. well at the moment Livingston are the, the team that are right behind them and they get a game in hand over United they're four points behind they won at the weekend they beat them Barton 2-0 um, other results Queen of the South Breaking three one, no real surprises there, and Falkirk, um, three one, against Inverness. That's now three wins in the last four games. You saw them in uh, midweek, didn't you, uh, Ryan? Yes, uh, in one of the worst games I've ever attended. Um, has to be, <laughs> <laughs> has to has to be said. Um, I mean they won that game, and I think uh, they did deserve to win it over, over the balance of play. Um. Yes, it's just good to see Falkirk back winning. <laughs> I was looking at the the championship predictions that we all put in at the start of the season. I, I, I was just uh, quite surprised. Everyone had, or near enough, everyone had either Falkirk winning the championship or second. Um, 
So as mu as much as we look at Falkirk sort of on an upturn uh, in form recently, you have to remember uh, it's a bit of a reality check when you're looking at where everyone sort of placed them at the start of the season compared to where they are. To be fair, I think it was quite reasonable that to expect them to finish well in the top two. I know, obviously, in hindsight. No, I know. Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree. That's not the case. But they did finish second last year. Yeah, I know. I had them second as well. I'm just saying that um, it's like Falkirk are on a bit of a um, good run of form at the minute. But it's just crazy to think of where they were or or how they started the season rather. Yep. Uh, we will move on with that. If there's unless there's anything you want to. Add about the championship, guys. No, nothing. Okay, League One. We moved to. Uh, I think the boys actually all attended Airdrie Albroath, uh, and of course, I finished nil <laughs> nil. So, I hope they enjoyed the Saturday afternoon trip to uh, deepest darkest Lanarkshire to see to see that game. Uh, also, in deepest darkest Lanarkshire, Albion Rovers were defeated by Stranra three one. Stranraer of um, since all the kind of well since all this um, financial difficulties and and losing players losing their captain <laughs> losing their star striker they've uh, well unbeaten at four they've won the last three so <laughs> uh, yeah football is certainly a funny old game uh, Allah well Wraith they're uh, Drew with Allah uh, Recreation Park of course uh, no no there another poor result for Wraith Rovers. They're now second in the table, uh, a point behind Air United. Uh, also got a game in hand over Air, but uh, not one in the last three, which is worrying, isn't it? Callum. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, considering <coughs> just a few weeks ago, they were they were scraping by with the results, and Air United were the ones who were kind of struggling. So it's already flipped in its head. I know, obviously... Air uh, prior to their winning uh, Saturday, they obviously had a, a draw and a loss before that. But coming into the start of January, when we're in the title races, well, obviously it's still on. But we're thinking, oh, it's close. Air United were dropping points. Rafe Rover, Rafe Rovers were grinding out the results and having the kind of market champions there. So no, it's it's interesting to see it's sliding back up again. And uh, no surprise, we are scoring a a barrel of goals on Saturday again. Uh, I mean, <laughs> just a. I mean, their goal scoring uh, exploits this season has been unbelievable, um, and obviously that's credit to the to the recruitment, um, which a lot of the players at United are far too good to be playing at that level. Same way, you could argue United as well, a championship club. So, no, interesting to see how it goes. Obviously, Rafe have still got their game in hand, but this one will this one will go right to the wire, folks. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Mark Kerr recently signed for Air. Is that a good signing? Yes, yes. Uh, very good experience. Uh, he's also very good at throwing away cup finals. Uh, <laughs> the United fans will be will be furiously remember, and Chris Boyd will be graciously. Um, don't know how I'm going to finish that one, but obviously you get an assist for setting up big Boyd to <coughs> to basically bring Rangers back into the league cup final and. 2008 I think it was can't remember but um, no on the whole very good sign great experience obviously played at the top level so and um, obviously his latter years he, he's done well with Falkirk as well um, unsuccessfully getting them promoted right enough but um, he was obviously a mainstay in the kind of Falkirk side um, 
particularly when they played us in the playoffs. So, no, I think it's a good signing, particularly at that level, and I think you should stroll it there and get your hopefully back into the championship. I've got a funny discussion um, with fellow podcasters Johnny and Tom uh, midweek about uh, Mark Kerr. Um, they said that <laughs> if you put Mark Kerr in a Barcelona team, he wouldn't look out of place. Um, <laughs> oh my god! No, who said that? Was it Tom again? <laughs> it was both of them. Um, that he's, oh but goodness. not that he wouldn't. <laughs> they wouldn't look. <laughs> what? What is that? Wait a minute. That that's just the way. No, of course he would look out of place because well, he's Mark Kerr. But <laughs> they said <laughs> totally look out of place. I think their point was that you wouldn't really notice it because uh, there'd be other fantastic players around him. But uh, yeah, bottom line is. That Mark Kerr wouldn't look out of place in a Barcelona shirt. Oh my god. Well, I think time will tell. Says the guy who's just signed for League One, Air United. <laughs> yeah, no. Time will tell if he looks out of place in an Air United jersey. Maybe in, may, may, yeah. maybe in Tenerife over the summer months, but that's about it. Oh god, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the game you referred to, Kelly Cow, Air beat Queen's Park 4 1, so they've now scored 63 goals in the league this season which is quite remarkable. The other game we didn't touch on, Forfa, a massive win for Forfa. Uh, they beat East 5-2-1 away from home. I think that now takes them off the bottom, so Queen's Park are now uh, last there on 18 yeah. points, Forfa with 21. Yep, and obviously two wins in the bounce for Forfa as yep. well. So, um, But now obviously Queen's Park will be disappointed to be where they are but it's always the argument about whether that is their level or not whether they're just a kind of yo-yo club between <laughs> League 2 and League 1 because they always seem to do well in League 2 um, but League 1 always just seems a bridge too far for them um, and like I said I mean only four wins this season so I, I, and I, I don't know what I don't know what to expect especially with Gus McPherson being their manager who I may add was linked with the commander job which is pretty <laughs> ridiculous I don't seem to be a theme in terms of managers uh, of all league clubs getting linked to uh, the top flight, even when they've not been doing well. Well, McPherson was obviously the, the link comes from his, uh, his connection to Kilmarnock as well. He won the cup with Kelly, but uh, testimonial with Kilmarnock as well. He obviously is a Kilmarnock legend, but just funny just reading that and then sitting with Steve Clark as manager <laughs> <laughs> the the phrase that always comes to mind when uh, I hear Gus Mc, well you always hear the phrase uh, Gus McPherson breeds them tough um, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> jeez uh, dog breeder <laughs> I mean the, the situation with McPherson linked to the Kamala job is pretty similar to the Mark Kerr link to the Barcelona job. I mean, Barcelona he job. He might have done a job there, but I mean, of course, they're, they're delighted to have Coutinho over Mark, Mark Kerr, whereas he'd, of course, delighted to have Steve Clark over Christmas <laughs> Whereas he maybe wouldn't have looked out of place in the Kamala dugout. Yes, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Perhaps not. Uh, my point on that phrase was uh, I'm surprised to see Queen's Park at bottom um, and just because he, he breeds them tough, you know, tough place to go and all that. <laughs> League two. Uh, the big the big shock of the day in League Two. Clyde they beat Peterhead, who well, fancied to win the league, the the, the strongest team on paper in the league as as we always say in the podcast. They beat them 
1-0 at Broadwood. David Goodwill, he got the goal. Massive result. Anyone want to jump in here? Did, no, did any of uh, see this one coming? Sorry? Did any of you see this one coming? Uh, no, absolutely not. And I think you can see that with the bus ball predictions as well. I think it was a clean sweep everybody had for, for Peterhead going there. But I, I may... I, could be wrong. I know I was wrong last week when it came to kind of statements like that. <laughs> but uh, no, ma- massive result for Clyde, and obviously good to see Danny Lennon uh, <coughs> getting a couple of wins in the bounce there. Uh, very ambitious appointment for the club, and it's good to see they've kind of got rid of that. Was was it three nil nils in a row they had, Clyde? Uh, yeah, it was three nil nils. Uh, I actually got got to witness one of them. Yeah, double, no, no, with Aaron. Did, did it live up to the name? The the no no. Played Hearts. Sorry, no, the no with Berwick. Played Hearts. It totally lived up to the bill. Yeah, it was one of the most one of the, the worst games of football I've ever seen. Uh, it's actually four nil no, in the bounce. Uh, oh my! So there you go. It could be worse. Well, it's, it's great to see. Obviously, they're still keeping clean sheets, except getting the the goal at the other end now. No, but in all seriousness, um, I'm not surprised that. Again, Danny Lynn's the kind of guy who probably needs a bit of time to, to implement. We all know he obviously likes to play football in the deck, um, regardless of <laughs> where teams are on the table, as can be seen with his, his job at uh, St Mern. So it's obviously got to take a bit of time for him to get his ideas across, but I know it's only two wins in a row, but considering where well, they were, I mean... It's two wins in a row, but it's two wins against the top two in the league, Montrose no, and I, Peterhead. No, that's what I'm saying, I'm like giving them credit but obviously I know that there's still a long way to go there um, so no like I said delighted to see that and good to see obviously that the club who went with an ambitious appointment uh, Danny Lennon hopefully paying off but I'm sure we'll we'll see that totally come to fruition next season uh, fingers crossed for everybody at Clyde considering the <laughs> everybody's tipped them to win the league for, for years now uh, consider, can, uh, in particular me and you Kemp who I think have done it well, while Barry Ferguson was there every single year, so no ambitious appointment, and I think that it will pay off particularly next season. Uh, yep. Uh, can I just jump in? Right. Uh, just delighted to see go. how out of touch you are with the predictions, Casey. Given that uh, that was not a game on the predictions this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I thought Peter. No. Maybe I put it in. Maybe that's what was it? It what was, was Elgin and Stenny, I think. Wasn't oh it? right, aye, so it was. Oh, so God. I just like to thank you for <laughs> for bringing that up, Ryan, and humiliating me. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Again. You can always count on me. Um. Oh my God, what nonsense! <laughs> no, but I, th- I think had that game been on the predictions, I don't think MD would have. But to win. Nah, I, th- I, th- I think, no, I think the reason why it wasn't on the predictions is because it was seen as the quite certainty. a straightforward game. Because Johnny doesn't pick games that are. He picks really kind of tight games that are, co- that are hard to call and Peterhead Clyde was not a game apart from, uh, you think it would be hard to call Aberdeen come on <laughs> well you do need to uh, you need to include all the premiership I know games, I was just so looking for a nice wee dig at my good wrong, friend right. Callum <laughs> Aberdeen come on with the three spawniest goals that club has ever scored in one game <laughs> uh, yeah we mentioned Elgin's 2-0 victory over Stenny Uh for me, a bit of a surprise, but I think uh, and this did happen in the predictions. I think it did. A lot of people and did I predict it. Elgin to to win. 
Sorry, what were you saying, Kelvin? I I remember actually I picked I put Elgin to win that, but knowing me, I've probably said that, and Ryan's got to dig up. No, you actually didn't. You But but no, I'm pretty certain. I, I recall that game on the predictions, and I backed Elgin to win. So I seen it coming. But I was anytime Elgin are at home, despite it's not really lived up to expectations it was last season. I always kind of back Elgin to win at home. Just tough place to go in. <laughs> Uh, other results Edinburgh beat Annan 3-2 that's a, that's a big result so they were Annan on the table they were in the playoffs uh, before that game Edinburgh sitting in 9th uh, other games Montrose big victory against Stirling they came from behind to beat them 2-1 uh, Cowden and Beef are still losing games they get beat by Berwick <laughs> 3-1 at home so yeah just uh the misery continues for the blue Brazil, but uh, that is, well, unfortunately because we've been idiots and not asking any questions, that is pretty much us tonight. Abrupt ending, man. I know. I know. I know. Uh, is there anything you transfer want to Transfer talk or anything, I don't know. But do you want to talk about any transfers? No, no. Well, um, we are linked with uh, Aaron Chibola, I think you pronounce Abo- it. Aaron um, Ebola. No, Shibola, oh, right. but T at the start. I see. So, I think, well, look up for yourselves, my pronunciation's probably way off on this. It's not even, it shouldn't even be that hard a name to pronounce, but I'm just not fully confident in my own ability to pronounce the fella's name. But no, <laughs> uh, guy, £5 million man from Aston Villa. Uh, one spells at kind of MK Dons and... Can't remember his update. It was at MK Dons at the start of this season. Um, I'll just mm. for it. But it obviously comes with a decent pedigree. Uh, I think he's six foot three midfielder. Um, and it was reported in the Sun earlier on a few. I know forum talk appears to be the theme of this podcast. Only <laughs> my Gardine stuff and that, but he's certainly been in Kilmarnock. Um, uh, it was staying in the Park Hotel, so hopefully. That gets completed uh, for our sake because I think despite our midfield being arguably our strongest uh, position in uh, <coughs> the team, you've seen how lightweight it was when a player got injured on Saturday. I really do think that swung the game. Obviously Aberdeen up to tempo and I'm, I'm no better about Aberdeen obviously deserve to win but I think a, a big part of that was down to us losing a kind of aggressive touch with power. So bringing in this guy should hopefully Hopefully add a bit more quality to the midfield and a bit more, more strength and depth. I think he can play in a few few different areas uh, across the middle. So, no, uh, hopefully that comes to fruition. But knowing this by the time the podcast comes out, Steve Clark's probably ruled the move out or something. But or he signed for hearts. Th- that's the only one in the, the, the fact that's going on just now. And the song's still linked, but I don't know how true that is. You never know by the time the podcast is out, Andy Halliday might be a... Kilmarnock player and Jordan Jones might have went the other way for 200 grand. Oh, of course. So, so rumours would have you believe uh, across uh, corals in the air region. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> that, is, that, that is us. I think that's us now. Um, thank you, Ryan Crombie, for taking part in another podcast for the second week in a row. Delighted um, to have joined... Your good self and my good friend Casey. You sound delighted. Yes, um, I might be his only friend, but. Uh, oh. 
<laughs> Callum, thank you as always. Thank you as always for hosting and doing a fine job. Oh, I, I, I don't like uh, praise. I don't like it at all. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> what? Oh, I love uh, <laughs> This is the guy that was complaining about his feedback for uh, the uni grades that were on as well. <laughs> about the lack of praise, so... Well, you need a you need a wee bit of praise, but not too much. But uh, I do I do appreciate that very much. Um, although I might disagree with you, but but that's me being a bit. Oh, take the compliment. And no, never. Uh, okay, that is us. Thank you for listening, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you again next week.